Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right, well, today is month one, day two, as we continue our walk through uh, our journey of reading all of the Bible uh, in the year 2024. So, uh, thankful for those who are reading along with me, and uh, again, my, my plan is to uh, each of the, the daily readings. So just do a short video uh, with this format. I want to share five observations from the text uh, that we've read for that day. I want to share five applications uh, from the text that we've read that day. And then a, a summary, uh, one sentence summary of the wisdom reading that would be a part of that day. So uh, today, day two, we read Genesis 3, 4, and 5, and then also read Psalm 2. So uh, let's get into it. My hope is that these videos would just be usually maybe four to six, seven minutes at the most, something like that, just to provide a quick overall summary of, of what we've read. And uh, if it's a help to you, an encouragement to you, uh, I would love to hear from you. Uh, feel free to share um, these daily videos and uh, maybe other people in your in your life or in your family uh, who may want to, to read along with us. Again, you can download the reading plan at fbcmustang.org uh, or anyone can go to uh, my personal Facebook page and I've got a link to that reading plan um, just a few times just in the last several days. So I uh, encourage you to to have other people join with you. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, just a few, uh, five observations from the text of what we read today. Um, first, uh, notice that the serpent tries to cast doubt on the character and the closeness of God. We see that in Genesis 3, in verses 1, 2, and 3, in, in, a, in, a, in, in, in a few different ways. One is, in chapter 2, we see God as Lord God, the God who is personal and powerful. But when the serpent approaches uh, Adam and Eve to tempt them into sin, he drops off the name Lord. And I think that's, that's meaningful. He, he's not trying to get Adam and Eve to think that there is no God, but he is downplaying the fact that God is near. So we drop off Lord God, the, the part of of the, the name here that refers to how personal and near our God is. Um, the Lord has said, you will surely die. And the serpent says, you're not going to die. Uh, God's not this serious about it. Uh, the serpent's getting them to try to believe that God isn't watching that closely, or he's not that serious about sin, or God isn't that holy, or sin isn't that awful. He's trying to cast aspersions on the character of God, the the, the honesty of God, the integrity of God, the holiness of God. And that's the exact same thing that the serpent still does today. We, we must remain aware of the strategies of our enemy. A second observation is that Adam and Eve try to make their own coverings. That's chapter 3, verse 7. But God does not accept them and provide his own coverings. That's chapter 3, verse 21. That's interesting to me that Adam and Eve, in their sin and in their shame, try to literally cover their own shame. They try to cover their own sin with the work of their hands. But the Lord does not accept it. The Lord will have to provide a suitable covering for them. That's the same thing as it is for us in our sin today. 
mankind tries all kinds of things to cover his own sin. People try all kinds of of man-made works and religion and, and all those things to try to atone for their own sin. But ultimately, it's only the sacrifice that God provides, of course, through his son, Jesus Christ, that can atone for our sin. The third observation is in chapter 3, verse 12, where Adam blames Eve and God for his sin. He says, the woman that you gave to me. Uh, I feel like I feel like Adam's first instinct here when he is confronted with his sin is to to blame his wife and not only that but also to blame God it's the woman but it's the woman that you gave to me uh, I think it's worth noting how how we still uh, so often tend to blame other people for our sin rather than just owning it repenting of it uh, and, and turning to the Lord for it a fourth observation the effects of our sin are so far-reaching and it and sin changed everything when you read through chapter 3, you see that, that the serpent is changed, the ground is changed, men are changed, women are changed, the animal realm is changed. Sin has far-reaching consequences, and it changed everything. But then, a fifth observation from chapter 4, verse 25, even though the world was broken, people called upon the name of the Lord. There were people who... Uh, in grace, we're, we're calling upon the name of the Lord. And this is, this is their hope then, this is our hope today, that whatever our sin, whatever our condition, that we would call upon the name of the Lord. And maybe even if you're watching this summary video today and you're reading the Bible with us, but you may not be a believer. It may be that you're interested in reading the Bible and, and you think that would be something that would be good to do, but you may not yourself ever truly have called upon the name of the Lord and, and trusted Christ as your Savior. I pray that you would do so. Uh, that you would find salvation not by the work of your hands, not by your attempts at good works, but simply by the grace offered through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then quickly, five applications from our reading today. One, our sin comes when we try to satisfy normal passions beyond the bounds of God's blessing. Notice in chapter 3, verse 6, when, when Eve disobeys the Lord and she sins, it's because she saw that the the fruit was uh, beautiful to look at. It was uh, able to make her wise. Uh, it was able to give her sustenance and nourishment. And none of those things are bad. Beauty and nourishment, uh, knowledge, none of those things are bad. The problem is she went beyond the bounds of God's blessing to satisfy normal passions. And that's the, every sin that we commit. Every time you and I sin, it's because we have normal passions and we go beyond the bounds of God's blessing to try to satisfy them. And then we get, get off into some strange behaviors and, and thoughts and things that are dishonoring and displeasing to the Lord. A second application, hiding from God is not an effective response to sin. We must repent. The Lord pursues Adam and Eve after they have disobeyed, and it says that they hid, they were trying to hide from the Lord, trying to get away from Him. That's, that's not an effective way to respond to your sin. It may be today that, that you, are, you know you're harboring sin in your life. You know that you're living in rebellion. You know there are secret sins, so to speak, you're trying to, to tolerate in your life. Don't try to hide from the Lord. People try to hide from the Lord. They don't read His Word. They don't pray. They don't go to church. They don't fellowship with believers. Hiding from the Lord is not an effective strategy or an effective response to sin. Instead, we must repent 
call upon the name of the Lord for his kindness, his mercy, and his forgiveness. A third application, God can do anything he desires to execute his justice. We see that in chapter 4, verse 12. It says, when you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. Can God do that? Sure he can. Sure he can. God can do whatever he wants to execute his, his justice and his judgment. Uh, the Lord can, can do anything he desires to frustrate our plans if we're living in sin, if we're not honoring him. A fourth application is that while we bear personal responsibility in our life, we cannot neglect the needs of others. Yes, we bear personal responsibility for our sin, that's true, but we cannot neglect the needs of others. We see that in chapter 4 with the response, Am I my brother's keeper? Now, the, the idea was, it's not my responsibility where my brother is, it's not my responsibility what he's doing, not my responsibility what someone else is up to, but the clear teaching of Scripture is that we are to love each other, serve each other, pray for each other, care for each other, rescue each other. You see that in, in Galatians 6. You see that in, in James, where we go to, to, to try to rescue the straying brother. We absolutely must be watching out for each other. Yes, our sin is our own responsibility, but we must uh, have a heart that seeks to care after each other. And in this new year, I would just encourage you to look for ways to care for each other. Look for ways to demonstrate love and grace and mercy to somebody else. Strive to be quick to forgive. Is there someone in your church uh, who's not, not attending anymore? Someone who seems to be straying? Someone whose faith seems to be getting weak? Someone who uh, you just think, you know, I, I'm not seeing this person in Bible study. I'm not seeing this person in worship. I, I don't see like this person is continuing to pursue the things of God. Rather than be critical of them or even rather than being just, just, just ignoring them, instead pursue them. Be your brother's keeper and strive to rescue one who is struggling and straying. And then a final application uh, is that if we do not rule over sin, it will rule over us. That's chapter 4, verse 7. Incidentally, it's the very first time the word sin is used in the Bible. It's Genesis 4, verse 7. If we do well, will we not be accepted? But if we do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It desires to have us, but we must rule over it. If we do not rule our sin, if we do not master our sin, it will rule over us. And so we want to seek the Word of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, and, and seek the Lord's strength that we would overcome our sin uh, as we trust him and obey his word each day. Uh, otherwise, sin will seek to devour us. And then finally, we read from Psalm 2, such a great psalm uh, that speaks of the, of the Lord's sovereignty and his strength, his rule. And I have summarized Psalm 2 in one sentence this way, although earthly rulers may be impressed with themselves, they are no threat to the reign and the rule of God. Our world has all kinds of examples of people who right now are very impressed with themselves. Their power, their prestige, their money, their notoriety, their position. But just as Psalm 2 says, the Lord is in the heavens and he laughs. He laughs at these small, weak people who try to oppose his rule and his reign as if they are any true threat to him. And what that reminds me is I want to live in submission to the kingdom um, of the one true God. 
And so my hope, my prayer for me, my prayer for you today is that we would take our sins seriously, that we would seek to repent where that's needed, that we would not try to atone for our sin with our own works, but by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we would trust in Him, and that we would remind ourselves, whatever people are doing, whatever you see in the news today or any day, the Lord is in the heavens. He rules and He reigns. And while people may be impressed with themselves, uh, sinful man is no threat to the rule and the reign of our God, who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So be encouraged today. This is month one, day two. Uh, Keep persevering in your reading. Take time to think, to meditate, to pray. Make sure that you are not just being a hearer of the word, but that we do what it says. And I pray that you'll continue this journey with us. Have a great day.